have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orbit. What? Then name the system Orbit. Loki religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blast. We're coming up on Alderaan. You may fire when ready. Welcome to the number one countdown to The Last Jedi podcast in the Oceanas. Today I'm joined by Kieran once again and also Nicholas for the first time. What's up, Kieran? Hey, I've realised now that Ashley's gone, mm. for the Alderaan Explosion podcast, you are Han Solo and I'm Chewbacca. Which means what? you die. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this. What is Nick then joining us today for the first time? Nick's a porg. Oh hey, Pork. God. You're very cute. Just make, it, make one of those sounds for me. Wait, one of those sounds for me. You start, cute start porgy. writing, start writing the erotic fan fiction people of Dylan and Nick. <laughs> I just put you in my pocket. Just a little so pork. Cute. Just keep pork. you in there. Bitch, I don't care if you a little bit of food. Oh. <laughs> my little say, guys. See you later. Pal. <laughs> my little pork pal. My little pork pal. Org. Just, just pictures of me and Nick. That is probably a website already. I'm, just, I'm to Google. I'm going to Google. It sounds like a website. While you look that up, then, uh, in case you don't know, this is uh, a countdown podcast, The Last Jedi, where each week by week we are watching a new Star Wars film in the, the marathon leading up to the Last Jedi. This week we have watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Episode Five, so we'll be talking about that movie in a whole and stuff like that as we've done each week. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, this is a podcast where you should probably just go back and listen to it from Episode One, as you can get the whole spectrum as we go from the prequels to episode seven to get hyped about episode eight uh as we talk about empire i will be jumping into a conversation at some point which i want to talk about this week is people getting angry about last jedi being compared too much to uh empire so i want to talk about that at some point and then towards the end of the show i also want to talk about star wars battlefront 2 the video game that is out and also a new little Last Jedi TV spot that I've spotted some stuff in that I want to uncover. So before we jump into Empire, do you have any news on this website for me, Karen? Uh, it doesn't exist. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. So if you want to get onto it, porgpals.com or porg-pals.org, do something. Have it as like erotic Dylan and Nick fan fiction, and I will love you for the or rest of the Or we could capitalize and make it like one of those virtual I'll, I'll fly you. If, if somebody makes porgpowers.org, I will fly you out to Shepherd in Australia, and I nope. will put you up in a fine establishment for will two you hours. you actually do that? Yes, if it actually happens. All right. Where do you go to register yeah. domains? GoDaddy.com. Use the code. Yeah. Oh, fuck, we don't have a code. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's jump into Empire Strikes Back. Uh, The movie that is considered by the majority of the Star Wars viewing audience and movie-going audience to be the best of the the Star Wars films. And so before we go step-by-step as we usually do through my notes and work our way through the movie, just grab everyone's initial, like, thoughts on Empire, if it is their favourite of the series, if it isn't, if not, why, uh, stuff like that. So, Kieran. It is my favourite. And I always yep. love the irony that, you know, the, the majority of people's favourite Star Wars movies is the movie where everything goes to shit. Where nah. people continue to do things that they were told not to do. That's, that's what Star... I've heard someone say that's pretty much what Star Wars Apparently is. that's what Star Wars is about. It's just people doing what they're told not to do. Why is it your favourite then? Uh, it's my No, it's my favourite because... Um, it's got the most... I think, for me, out of all of them, it has the most world-building. Um, it has, like, you know... You get to the good stage that is... The characters have already built a relationship. Um, you're not having to, you know, get, watch them get to know each other. They have back and forth already from the moment the movie starts. Everything's established. You get straight into it. It progresses. It has the coolest twist and the most misquoted line of dialogue in history it it's got everything it's got you know people called skywalkers actually walking in the sky um it's it's amazing it's really great nick dylan you, you've done that thing where you just say my name back when i'm passing the microphone <laughs> to you but yeah um it is my favorite star wars movie yeah why why is it your favorite um 
just watching it as a kid, it captured my imagination. That battle on Hoth, the whole cloud city, the worm and the asteroid, everything like that. It's just, I don't, it just captured my imagination. And my favorite faction and character is Darth Vader and the Empire. And it's just where it all comes up for them. You before would. it all becomes horribly you would be wrong. A, you would be an mm-hmm. Empire fan. That makes complete sense. <laughs> well, we've finally got one on the show, I guess. So. <laughs> Getting a different perspective on things, as some would say. Okay, so I'm gonna work. We're gonna work our way through the movie. I have my notes down. Um, if at some point there's something, someone you, you think of something you want to talk about, a particular scene for some reason, or something like that, just jump in, interrupt, fit it in between my notes because I haven't wrote down literally every scene in the movie, just stuff that I note, and that's what we go of. First thing. Wampa scared the living shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> Absolute crap. <laughs> However, anytime I watch that this movie, these since I've been a uh, an older a t- teenager to a, an adult life, I go, it, that is clearly not real. Like it, it's just like yeah. that is not a real thing. But as a little kid, absolutely scared the living crap out of me. Question. That's just one of those things. <laughs> Why haven't they done with what they've done with ninety nine percent of the old trilogy's practical effects? Why haven't they changed? Like, why haven't they just? Don't tell them to change that. To why CGI. haven't they just taken it out and put something better in? It's just, it's just one of those things. It looks that I would prefer them to change that over half the crap they've changed because it just looks like you know, especially when he like cu- cuts the arm off. When he cuts the arm off, it looks like they've thrown a mannequin's arm on the floor and then sprayed tomato sauce around it. Like that is literally yep. what happens, and it's just and it goes, uh, it goes plop. On well, the floor. Yeah, it's like so it's in sound and it's it's in um snow. It sounds like it just hit asphalt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset that you missed the droid landing on Hoth. I love that droid. What? Well, you can't be upset. I just yeah. said if there's a scene you want to mention, <laughs> mention it. But I thought we'd go in chronological order. You just skip no. All we the just way you know. we just go through my to this notes podcast? and you. Fi- Jesus Christ! He has listened to this podcast and he's still like, "What are you? Oh what are you doing? Gosh. Why do you like? Why is the droid scene so important? I don't know. Why do it's you- so important. I just like it. I like that droid. The design of it. <laughs> you just said you we, love this whole movie. Eat. So unless I unless I mention literally every scene, you're probably going to be angry. Likely. You just need to be able to tell... <laughs> okay, audience listeners, take note. Nick loves this movie. And if you can okay. think of a scene, Nick most likely loves it. Um, Since you mentioned the changes and stuff like that, I, d- I will just jump ahead because towards the end of the movie... I, I did write down. I always liked the Empire and DVD, the Empire Blu-ray and DVD changes. I don't think there's one thing I don't like. No, the Empire's fine. Mm-hmm. It isn't obnoxious and it isn't. It isn't like Tatooine levels of crappy CGI. Yeah, I think most of the stuff they've everything that they've changed in this is 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 perfectly fine by me. And George I think Lickers it's actually for the better. Oh, Lawrence Kasdan actually did a good job. I don't have to fix anything here. No, yeah. he still fixed stuff. <laughs> He still fixed stuff, it's just not. The not big things off the top of my head that are changes for the better are the Emperor being changed to the yep. actual Emperor. Yep. Um, and then the, the, the number one thing that uh, makes all the difference on Bespin is they changed like majority of the backgrounds Backdrop, behind yeah. the windows yeah. and made them into actually cities with moving vehicles and stuff like that floating off in the distance. That's all great. And yeah, anytime I watch this movie, I'm like, there's not one thing here that they've made worse or mm. changed for an unnecessary reason. When you look at all these changes, it's like, that makes sense. That was actually a good use of of, of fixing the movie or whatever else you want to call it. So, yeah, it's, it's weird how last week when we talked about New Hope, we was like, oh, my God, the scene where George Lucas just copy-paste spam control V with all the fucking stormtroopers <laughs> over, the, over the, like the desert there. No, it's terrible. <laughs> and, then, and then for some reason with this one, he, he was like, he was never like, oh, all the... Uh, uh, in the Battle of Hoth, control V, brrr, like <laughs> fucking walkers everywhere or something like that. It just never happened. It's just left... It's left. It's weird how in his mind, the, diff, the for some reason... I don't know. He must have got out of different sides of the beds or something like that when he was, <laughs> when he was making the changes. Because it is like new hope. He's like, new toy, new toy, new toy. Brrr, and then when he's doing this one, he's like... Uh, can't really be bothered doing much today. I'll just fucking uh, we'll change that. Oh, we'll make that better. Good job, George. Good fucking job, George. Clap. clap. You had clap, a good clap day. On the Empire changes. Um, 
one thing I did, I did, I just thought of that. I thought I should mention it. the opening text. Also, in Empire, is the shortest, most to the point, simple scroll text of any of the Star Wars movies, as far as I'm concerned. It's just like Rebels on the run, um, base. Yeah, cool. Luke's here. It's it's <laughs> it's not like it is the most simple. It's like a par- two paragraphs or something. It's just like, yeah, Luke's here and uh, he's just, you know, he's, he's leading a bunch of people now. Cool. Cut to movie. Okay. That's the, when you when you look at all the old ones, it's like, especially the prequels, the trade federation and the taxization yeah. of the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like that crawl. That crawls. That cr- that cr- that's, that's crawl. Um, Empire is also the, the first time we get uh, Force Ghosts the first time they they mm. instead of just doing the between new hope and empire it was like well because he only hears ben talk yeah. to him in new hope and it's not like oh they decided yeah, when they come around to empire they're like we'll make them physical well not physical but spiritual beings of some sorts like that and then they also of course when we get to yoda yoda can see him and stuff like that so they that, like you were saying before about building the the universe more and stuff like that, this is like a big thing that we now know in Star Wars culture or whatever you want to call it. Mythos is the the Force Ghosts and Empire is the the film that introduces it. However, the scene where Luke talks to Ben after <laughs> after escaping is is quite ridiculous because it, it it is like him just being like. Go to the Dagobah system. Dagobah system. Uh, you'll speak to Yoda. Yoda. And then he disappears and it's Ben. Ben. Oh. oh. I, I don't get why. Is it only like a certain window that Force Ghost can appear? Like why not come when he's not traumatized and more likely to forget all this? This is Ben Kenobi. This is not a man who does things the logical way. This no, is sticking like- to his character. I would have been like... That's way out of character, him being convenient for once. You Pops know. up while Luke's having breakfast one morning. Well, yeah. Luke, oh, fuck. Do you want some Cheerios? Nah, mate. Like, uh, how about you, you, you go down, you got to go to the Dagobah system. Yeah, right. When should I do that? Oh, after you get attacked by a giant fairy beast in the snow. <laughs> Sounds good. Also, by the way, Leia's your sister. Don't kiss yeah. her. Yeah. BT dubs. BT dubs. <laughs> Don't kiss her. That's Don't weird. kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit uh, like Ben yeah it's like fuck that's funny they sh- that's the scene they should add in episode 6 is just Ben wa- him walking up next to Luke just like, like don't regret not telling you about Vader being your dad probably should have just mentioned that Leia's actually your sister fuck my bad mate mate Sorry. I'd been I'd been on too many Darius the day you walked into yeah. my into my cave why are we we're changing all of Star Wars into like Australian fan fiction version of it like you make too many Darius you fucking mmm Centrelink we must go <laughs> oh goodness um, I love how the in in retrospect when we get when we get to the scene of the Rogue Two looking for Luke's body the next morning, it's it's like now in retrospective with Rogue One and everything like that, you can just kind of fix fanfic it to be that after Rogue One, which we know watching that movie is a team that wasn't actually it wasn't actually a cold sign they just make it up, but since there's now a team called Rogue Two in this movie, you can just fanfic it as that's them honoring Rogue One and they mm. integrated it into being an actual call sign, yeah. like that team, because they died and all that sort of stuff. Make so it's like little details time. like that that uh it's like, oh that that's 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 cool how that's a that's a thing. And of course they didn't intend this, but it works so well, like especially because this movie was already Rogue Two. It wasn't Rogue One, it was Rogue Two straight away. They're all big fans of Anna Paquin. Is that a, I don't get that joke. She played Reagan X Men. Oh, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's terrible. Both Disney um, Scruffy looking nerf herder, one of the best lines in the series, followed by the number one incest kiss of all incest Who kisses. You and scruffy. we have Game of Thrones now. So. <laughs> nerfs. <laughs> nerfs. Also, something we didn't know what the hell they were until like a year ago when they showed them in one of the Star Wars comics. Really? It was just one of those lines. No, I feel like we've known what they are for quite a while. Well, they might have described, but I don't think we'd actually seen them drawn. I'm pretty like, sure properly. they're in the Galactic Assault video game. 
the Galactic Assault video game. That game isn't canon anymore, though, so we can't use that as a reference point. Sorry. Don't tell me about stuff that's not canon. I'll fucking lose. Exactly. Um, so, when we get to the Hoff battle... Now, this is going to be an interesting talking point for Nick, because I know, I know what he's going to say in a second. Um, I was watching the Hoff battle, and one of the Star Wars books I still haven't read is Twilight Company, and watching the Hoff battle makes me want to read that book. I know Nick hates it, but I know it's not generally hated on by the majority of the internet. Like, it's considered an okay Star Wars book. I've heard people give it, like, it's a great Star Wars book. Why do you hate Twilight Company so much? Well, the characters are boring, and it's written boring as fuck. <laughs> that was a very... <laughs> well, okay. Let's be it's... honest. The majority of Star Wars characters aren't great. Why? Why? Like, I'm watching the battle, and it's... Because what we know these days is... this: What we see in Empire, from like the Battle of Hoth... Mm. It's like considered. We now know that's we're just seeing like a small yeah fraction of it. Fraction of the actual battle. Like it's not when Vader's like deploy the army or garrison, whatever yeah. the hell he says. Deploy, deploy the, the two thing. walkers and half a dozen troopers. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not it's not a couple walkers and twelve troopers. It is it is actually like a lot more. And yeah, what we're seeing is just a small part of that, which is it's cool to know watching it, I suppose. And. But, Ray and Darth Maul were running around. Oh my god! Wings and shit. Oh my fucking Nick, battlefront Nick, references. Okay, somebody <laughs> at whatever game studio is going to make a goddamn Star Wars game for Nick. Make like a a one to one like simulation game, like a one to one perfect like you are so the like, guy. Um, escape from Tarkov with a no. Uh, Why is Star Wars this? skin over it? I quit. I can't believe I'm you've done. mentioned Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> I'm in this done. Podcast. I can't okay. do this anymore. Next point. Um, now I want to talk about will be The Last Jedi. So coming into The Last Jedi, which if we watch the trailers, we see that you see bits and pieces of the, the, the battle on crate, which has these ships flying out. You got these new walkers flying down. It's obviously very reminiscent of the Battle of Hoth. It looks exactly like the Battle of Hoth. Couple changes, different planet. Ships are a bit different. Walkers look different. But it's obviously inspired by the Battle of Hoth. And there's no way anyone that involved in that movie could argue otherwise. So as that being the leading off point, is anyone here worried about The Last Jedi being too similar to Empire? And after that, did you have issues with The Force Awakens? Are you on the camp of it being oh, too similar to New Hope? Blah, 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 blah. So Kieran, first, do you worry about The Last Jedi being too similar to Empire? No. Why? Because even though beat for beat, last uh, New Hope, uh, yeah, New Hope and Force Awakens are very close. I feel like we start this movie in a very different place. Mm-hmm. Like that, we start this movie in a very different place for the characters that we know. Um, we have next to almost no information about what Finn exactly is doing for this entire movie. Like we've got some, but it's not obvious. Um, you know, Ray's training with Luke. Um, Luke is a very different character, Yoda. So I think that's fine. I think there's this... Um, back when everybody originally watched Empire Strike Back, Yo, it was the first time you met Yoda. Everybody's like, oh, who's this cool little green puppet? Um, what a fucking thief. Like, yeah, who is this cool little green puppet dude? Now it's now we're going into it going, okay, what's what's been going on with Luke? What's been going on with Luke? Like, we actually have a uh, relation, mm. like, a understanding of Luke. We know his story so far already. We, it, this is more about, like, you know, whereas I think the original trilogy was built in such a way that it was, it could have been left as just those three movies, and that's completely fine. Whereas, I think Force Awakens kind of needed to be like New Hope to start the boundary off and to start this new trilogy but i think with last jedi they can now go in a different direction um and really explore some of the the seeds they've laid um in force awakens nick um i'm not worried that it's going to be like it but i'm worried that people are not going to give it its due if it is too much like it that makes sense. 
Yeah. Well, be overly critical of it. Yeah. Which yeah, people I feel are already like... overly critical of Star Wars anyway. Yeah, that's true. If the only scene in The Last Jedi that is reminiscent, like, obviously reminiscent of Empire, is simply the Bell of Crate, if that's it, I guarantee there'll be a bunch of people on the internet still going, well, it ripped off Empire. Like, if that's one scene, like, 10% of the movie is reminiscent of Empire, they'll just turn that into, well, the whole movie's shit now. Mm. Because... I hope the Battle of Crate doesn't happen until, like, you know... The second act. I hope it's not a first act thing. No, I don't think it can be a first act thing, especially if you got to open with Ray and Luke and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I Finn, think he- Finn gets attacked on his uh, little fucking speeder bike by a giant sand creature, and there's fucking, oh god, there's got to <laughs> be so, force um, was it force Han Solo shows up to him to let him get a fucking <laughs> um. No, I think it's got to be t- like I don't see how it could turn into Empire unless. The only thing that kind of turns it into Empire is if they use this movie to reveal Ray's parentage. That's the only thing I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> but Ray, I think the biggest I'm... difference straight away is that when you was watching New Hope, you didn't worry about who Luke's family was. No. There was never, no. He was never like this big mystery and stuff like that. However, from the get-go, one of the, the new mysteries and there's a lot of mysteries and stuff like that questions people want with the new, the new trilogy but one of the main ones, of course, is who is Ray? Like, where, where, where is she? So I think if they revealed her parentage in this film, I don't think they will. I think they'll save that to the last one. But I I think even if they did, it's still like, well, it's not the same as having, unless Kylo Ren's like, I'm your father. And it's like, well, that's fucked up. When did you have me when you was five? Like, <laughs> that'd be, uh, I just don't know. Snoke's like, I'm your father. I've just thought, of, do you think it takes away from what Star Wars is when they're going, oh, who could Snoke be? Who could Ray's parents be? And all that, but... When you watch the original trilogy, trilogy back as a kid, when it's still alone, you weren't wondering what those things are. Are they leaning like too much into getting you to anticipate who this is, who that is, what this means, what that means? It's the way of the world now. Speculation and the forum that is the internet. Um, these kind of questions build up. It's a it's a marketing strategy, really. Like, yeah, it's oh, it a, is. Yeah, get people day, get is. people's talking about your movie before it like years before it even comes out. Get talking about the next one. I it, with it for me. I think me personally, the biggest reveal that I want to um, know is the identity of Snoke or who Snoke really is. And I don't think there was anything like that except well, Darth Vader kind of. But there was nothing like the Emperor. I didn't care about in Empire. I didn't care who Darth Vader was until who he was. Yeah, yeah. I that's wasn't true. going. Oh, I wonder who this bad guy is. I just took him as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- I feel like the Snoke reveals a lot different. I've I, I'm still of the side that he's he's nobody. He's not going to be like revealed to be a character we know because I think that's that's stupid. So obviously revealing him to be a a new species or like some ancient you know, ancient Sith, you know what I mean? Like, something along those lines is is a lot different to, like, oh, I'm your father or something. Do you reckon they could get away with not saying who he is at all, just having him as a bad guy? The leader of the bad guys? Just reveal who he is in, like, ten years' time. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. I don't know if they had the... the, It's not integral to the whole overall plot, at least from what I can ascertain at the moment. No, Other I than not. Well, so I kind of is. I think it Leia knows is. who Snoke is and stuff like that, so they've got history. Oh, okay. So automatically, people want to know who, who he is and why Leia knows who he is because she mentions to Han in the Force Awakens, like, "Oh, it's Snoke. He did out to us." It's, it's not like a mystery who this guy is that did this. The, they do the, they talk about the Snoke. And go, oh, Snoke is, and then she dies. Snoke yeah. is my <laughs> creepy neighbor that used to live next door to us. That he used to invite young Ben around all the time. Snoke That's is bad. that guy from Shepard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, did you, any of you have problems with The Force Awakens? Like, where did you side on that when everyone was going absolutely crazy and acting like that movie was the worst thing ever? Like, it's too close to New Hope. Like, it's the worst fucking... Like, they couldn't do something original, blah, blah, blah. What other people say about it did not take away the way I felt first watching that and the way I feel about watching that. People, people are free to their opinions, but... It does not influence how I feel about it. I guess my initial opinions of it were... I immediately was kind of like, oh, that was just New Hope again. 
Like that was my instant reaction. And then after having the debrief period and then going to see it for a second time, um, I realized I didn't care that it followed a lot of the story beats, that it was fantastic the way it was um, and that I really enjoyed it still. Yeah. And I didn't... I, did, I saw it four times at the movies before I even read anything about that. And I think I was just so in the moment experiencing it, I wasn't thinking critically about it either. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't go, oh, this is the same as that. This is the same as that. So, I, yeah, I, 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 the first time I ever thought about it being similar to New Hope was after reading someone online complain about it. And I was like, yeah. oh, I guess it is a little bit, but it's not, everyone was acting like it was a direct carbon copy. And I was like, no, I, yeah, I, I guess it is a little bit, but t- to me, from the get-go and still to this day, I'm like, it's not it's not, not at all like A New Hope to me at all. I don't. None of the characters are the same, lots of the different situations, apart from the fact of, like, Ray starts on a deserted planet and ends up he- um, helping to destroy a Death Star-like object. Mm. Other than that, the movie's nothing like A New Hope to me at all for beat-to-beat beat minute. It's just a couple particular plot points that are similar. And... The overall feel of the movie, I think, is the the the, the thing people say is too similar to New Hope, like just the general feel of it. But that was done on purpose to help bring back the Star Wars fans that hated the prequels. So it's like we're gonna lull you into our new trilogy by making you like here, like feel like this is the original movie. These are the movies you loved. Like remember when you complained that the prequels were too different? Here, here's one that feels a lot like the ones you didn't hate. And then everyone's like, nah, like didn't like the ones that were really different, the prequels. And you know, fuck this one because it's too too much the same too. The problem is that you can literally cannot please the Star Wars fan base. You can please me, I'm a Star Wars fan base. The majority of the Star Wars okay. fan base. <laughs> Fair enough. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not worried about Last Jedi being too similar to Empire either. Um, on that note, I've never once thought about it. I feel I feel like there's there's going to be a couple moments in it that'll be um, that'll be very similar or similar sounding or whatever, and that's just they're just going to do that because the people making these movies are the fans of Star Wars. So if I was directing a Star Wars movie and I was doing the second one, a new trilogy. I'd chuck in a couple moments that seem like Empire just because yeah. I'm a fan and that's probably what's going to happen with this one and that's that's perfectly fine to me. Also, right. it would be called First Order Strikes Back if it was going to be similar. Yeah. It's got Jedi in the title. Yeah, it's got Jedi in the title. It's too much like Episode 6. We're going to see Episode 6 again, guys. Yeah. yeah. Episode 6 will be like Episode 5. Yeah. They've just they've done a switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> you got us. You got us. Got him. <laughs> Let's talk about Yoda, because mm. every time I watch, he it, the only moment in this movie that makes me actually laugh out loud is like when Yoda sh- starts showing up yeah. and Luke's acting like he just met the biggest pest in the fucking world. <laughs> he's, like, legit. he's just like chucking stuff around. Luke's yeah, like, yeah. "Can you not touch that? Like, oh, what? Can we just put that down?" It's, I was watching it today and I was just like, I actually just started laughing out loud because it, it is so ridiculous, Yoda in this movie. Just the voice he's, acting, the way the puppets handled, like it's great. It's just the fact that, especially knowing who Yoda is before you start now, watching, yeah. knowing and watching him. Like, if you watch, say, an episode of Clone Wars where he was, like, super, like, pivotal. Serious. Like, super serious, super pivotal. And then they show you, show you that scene from uh, Empire. It's like, he has lost his goddamn mind. Like, what what has gone on here? Like, it's just... Yeah, it was... Ugh, God damn it. it just, it's so great. It's... And the other thing is, remember that, that YouTube video that came out like six months or so ago where someone made that song? Oh, I did. called. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't watched Empire since that came out. And now watching this scene, I'm just Which like... Which song is that? I can't remember the name of the video. Someone like songified Yoda from episode oh, okay. five. And it's like, mm, got to do, do, do. I thought you were talking about the Weird Al song, Yoda. Mm. No, no, this is a great one. It's fantastic. If you haven't watched it, you should just Google like Yoda song. He's, um... The the original puppet for Yoda was horrible, was 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 terrible. I loved it. It was so bad. It works well though because he's kind of already yeah. like a drunk crack addict or something like that. <laughs> he looks like one. <laughs> Just works so well. Question. Um, question. I don't yep. know if we. While we're around Yoda, is the tree that Luke goes into is that a force tree? I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay. I did write down a note about that. I think Luke just got high off the fucking swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did write down. So, 
I wrote down, I wish we got more mystical areas like where Luke ventures in to see his head inside Vader's thing. Uh, that side of the Force is explored way more in extended universe material, but the films, uh, the most we ever get is like this and Ray's vision. That's like the most magical side of the Force we get. I mean, and the, uh, the Force goes way more mystical magical weird there's in the clone wars you get characters that are basically witches using the force to like create stuff and all sorts of crazy nonsense like that and in rebels we've had this in the last season we've had this giant being that's like part of the force and he like is voiced by tom baker and it's it's really great and so in the extended universe material they've always been exploring and they still are in current canon the more magical crazy side but this is the only moment we get like that. There's never a moment like this in episode four or six where there's crazy stuff like this. And then Ray has that vision in episode seven, of course. I think that's the only two moments. And I wish we got more of it because I feel like people forget these moments and they think of the Force as simply this ability to like levitate objects or something like that. And that's all it is when it's supposed to be way more than that. Yeah. Um so another thing I wrote down was it's, it's funny an- another moment that just makes me laugh um, knowing what we know now is when the Emperor is talking to Vader and he's like Vader's like we should try and bring Luke in uh, make him one of the team bro that that would be that's a really great idea and the Emperor's like yeah bring him in however knowing the rule of two it's basically like the Emperor being like yeah bring Luke in and if he proves more powerful than you Vader I'll have him kill you, and he can be my new pu- pu- pupil. And and like Dude. Vader's like the dad that's just like, um, I'm, I need to babysit my kid. So can we have yeah. like bring your son to work day today, please? <laughs> Didn't Sidious himself just destroy the rule too anyway? Because he had him. Then oh, he Sidious had Sidious didn't follow that shit. No, he didn't. No. no, but Sidious was always killing his own apprentices to kind of stay with him in the end, though. Eventually, it would end up in two for a little bit, and then he'd fuck it up. Sith aren't very good at following their own rules. Same as Jedi. Did you know, if somebody tells you not to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah. Fuck you. I do what I want. Exactly. Palpatine followed the rule. He never had more than two. And he like he wanted when he found out Mole was alive, he wanted to wipe Mole off the planet, because he's like, well, that was one of my exes still alive. Didn't he have Mole and... um no, he had Count Dooku at the same time? No. No. Mole dies, and then 18 years is between episode one and two, and during that time he gets Dooku. Because Dooku's oh, okay. doing stuff for the Jedi Order during Phantom Menace. Yeah, like, Dooku is still part... Is Jed, Dooku's still a Jedi in Phantom Menace. So, um, and then in spoilers for Clone Wars, I guess, but slight spoiler, when Dooku finds... Um, when Sidious finds out Dooku has an apprentice, Ventress... He's then like, you have to kill her, or else I'll kill you. Like, you, you, my apprentice can't have an apprentice. That's ridiculousness. This is the whole thing. So Sidious does. That is not canon at all. We don't talk about Starkiller, but he was like Darth, Darth Vader's like. Yeah, that I was mean, Darth Vader. Darth Vader's apprentice was a Starkiller. Didn't Darth, Darth Vader was like hiding Starkiller, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe in that story. Yeah. All right. Um, I, another note I, I wrote down was I never appreciate and I think Kieran in one of the episodes talked about how much the ship designs are cool and stuff like that mm. watching this I was like I never appreciated the ship designs yeah, buddy. as a kid I love the ship oh, never, I love the capital ships Ugh, yeah so watching hard. it whenever I watch these movies now I'm just like Star Wars has the best designed ships and I love them and that's why those uh, the the books that show you like the insides and the design yeah, of all the, the cross ships and stuff like that, that. Are, the cross sections are so amazing like watching this I'm just like I never I never, as a kid, once thought when the like when Vader's ship, the Executor, shows up for yeah. the first time, and they sh- they sh- have that whole moment where they show show like a normal um, Imperial ship yeah, that we saw in New Hope, and there's Shadow, and it shows out, and it's like holy shit, that is a way bigger one. Because at first, it's like the Shadow. Oh shit, is there another Death Star? Because that's the shot we got in the New yeah. Hope, and then it comes out, and it just shows like a really big ship, which is Vader's ship, the Executor, and it's like that thing is designed so cool, like the colors on it, like how it's got different colors in the where the blaster part, the I don't know, the accelerator, I don't know what you want to call them, but it's like the designs and everything like that. And then whenever we see any of the Alliance ships, the 
the different shapes and yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. And then how in the books they'll always be like, this is because that ship's from like a different planet. And yeah. It's like the color that this ship, like they've, it's just watching it. I'm like, fuck, I never, as a kid, it was just like ships cool. They look, I, yeah. I was never once like, oh, I want to know the history. In regards to that, watching it today was the first time that I've ever watched Star Wars that I've noticed that they were models. Oh, really? Because like, you oh, yeah, really? notice that more now because you paint models? or No, no, it's just when... It's, I remember the particular scene where it's the Millennium, Millennium Falcon and the worm asteroid thing, and it was mm-hmm. just like a shot of the outside of it. I, I could just tell that that was a model where every other time that I've watched it, I've never been out... Like, it's never clicked. I don't know, just some, somehow today it just... That's a model. I can tell. It still now. looks good, though. It still looks like good. Like, I'm good. not saying it looks bad. It's just the first time that I could, that it clicked to me that it was a model. Like it wasn't just mm. magic of cinema. I think for me, had- the worst one for me is Battle of Hoth. I think Hoth looks like its figures. Hoth is really oh, they, figures. They look like figures. Yeah. The stop motion animation of like the walkers. Yeah, like the, it looks like that's the one that's like yeah, they're, they're figures. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's it most most of the stuff. I think the ships look way better than the the Hoth stuff. That's for sure. Um, as a side note, I just wrote down Vader chokes out fucking admirals in this movie like they're not going out of fashion anytime soon. Because <laughs> I swear he I swear he like kills like three or four dudes by the time the movie's over. It's like what you didn't flush the toilet. <sighs> you didn't yeah. wash it. <sighs> like just fucking going crazy. Who's, they have him force choke one. My person favorite one is when. Movie after the Millennium Falcon gets away and it just cuts to the shot of the Admiral and he's just like, I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like... It, does, it, it yeah. doesn't show that he gets choked out. But he just goes... He just, the look in his face is like, I'm fucking dead here and then just oh, Vader turns so and cuts Which away. is how... I love that about... Because um, they bring that back for Kylo Ren where the people... Like, where they go to report to him yeah. and that dude's like so scared. Like, that's just bringing over the that same sort of shot from Empire having the... Yeah having the people look so scared having to report to Vader. So it's like little details like that is great, especially since Kylo wishes he was fucking Vader. I wish I was um, the granddad. You yeah. suck, dude. <laughs> you don't like emo Kylo Ren? <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Hans, my fa- I think Hans' greatest mo- moment in any of the movies is before he goes into carbon freezing. It's like the most bravest he is and just like serious and then you get the i love you i know you do which is another one of the most famous star wars lines i reckon mm. like that's that shirts that's everything that's couples get fucking tattoos i suppose that kind of that kind of line like such a simple line and when you when you when you look at episode four it's like he comes back in the falcon at last second to save him but it wasn't like a hugely brave brave moment in episode six, he, he goes down to Andor to help and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's it's cool, but none of that's like super brave. But in this moment where he's about to go into a, a thing where he could die and stuff like that, it's like you get a true idea that deep underneath all of his scoundrel shenanigans, yeah. he is actually like a brave dude. Or I like too how it's such a contrast from the beginning of the film where he's going to leave Hoth and leave all of them behind. And she's like, oh, no, you can't go. And he, she couldn't admit that she loves him. Yeah. I just think this whole the carbonite stuff is the worst stuff of this movie. I don't know why. Really? It really frustrates me. Why? I don't know. I think it might even be the acting or some of the screen or some of the writing for it, but um, except for the, the traditional, you know, I love you, I know section, which is iconic. Um, the rest of it, I think it's, for me, it's because it's too related to Boba Fett and Boba Fett sucks. Wrong. Your opinion's wrong. He Get off the sucks. show. He does suck. He Bob, sucks Bob really is like bad. The most overrated Star He's Wars so character. He's so terrible. I won't hear a bad thing about this movie. He's Boba Fett is really just pointless. Also, I'm glad they changed his voice acting, by the way. I know people hate that because they like the original voice actor and everyone's like, that guy got fucked because he he's not known as the Boba Fett actor now. I'm like, well, whatever. It just helps the movies all flow together better when you have yeah. the, the Kiwi. Now he's saying, uh, make me some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God! Please help me. Um. All right. So let's talk about the the Luke vs Vader fight, which I think oh. is the it is the best lightsaber fight in the the trilogy, and it's yep. definitely way better than the 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 episode six fight in the room of Palpatine. 
for a lot of reasons. The choreography's better, the camera work, like it's it's even the design, lot. the the colours and Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, I wrote yeah. down the designs, like how there's the orange contrasting the the blue and red sabers because orange is like a like a middle ground between the colours and yeah. everything like that. Like the scenes, it's just put together so well and how it's it's not super fast and it builds up and they cuts away and they have a move through to the corridor and like all sorts of and it's never this huge epic music playing. Like it's no. the fights all just silence. It's just just lightsabers like dun dun hitting and then bits of dialogue. They never have to intrude with John Williams' score at all yeah. here. And I don't know if that was his choice or the director's choice. It could be a mix of both, but it's like a choice that pays off so well. Isn't it ultimately the director's choice anyway? <sighs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Well, unless the director trusts the the composer and I, okay. I reckon a lot of people might trust someone like john williams to have an opinion of where yeah. music might be more necessary john williams could be like i think music would work a lot better in the scene yeah he's done it one to, yeah it could be someone to be like yeah okay i'll trust you to put music here so yeah um but yeah no it's just this this fantastic and scene and Vader is just such a badass. And just like you can, <laughs> even just through the choreography, you can tell that Vader is toying with him. Like Vader's not really. Yeah, well, that's an important trying. thing. He's not trying to kill him. He's not trying, yeah. and it speaks to like it really drives home that message that you know, Luke fucked up. That Luke is like cannot play with the big boys. He cannot, you yeah. know, overconfident. Yeah, he's overconfident. He is in, not even in the same, like, division as what Darth Vader is at that point in you time. You just sit here, Yoda, going, told you, bro. Yeah, told you, bros. To Should have stayed here and smoked some durries. Oh, my God, we've ruined this movie forever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and then I, I wrote down as my last note, ending of Empire is so fucked. There is no hope. Luke loses an arm. He's fucked. Han's fucked. Vader's revealed to be Luke's dad. That's fucked. What the fuck is going on? Lando Rebels got the back. Base. Jesus, the Falcon's gone to someone we don't even know and like. The fuck is going on? It's 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 really um especially after you watch it the week after a New Hope or you watch these movies so closely, it's New Hope's like medals, happy smiles, look, we're great. And this one's just looking out into bleak nothingness of Ugh, what are we gonna do? This is disastrous. This everything sucks. What are we gonna do? And not even before that, it's like even on Dagobah, Ben Ben's shitty at Luke, Yoda's shitty at Luke. Everyone in this movie Dagobah. is angry. It's not, it's not, it's um, I think it sets up Return perfectly. Um, it sets up Return and like the the grandness of that movie really well um, for the times of you know this is storytelling one hundred and one. You've got to you know take your characters to a terrible place once at least before they can learn to be get better. Um, so you know, storytellers. This is where it, this is where it's at. Yeah. Well, a lot of people consider this to be, yeah, just written perfectly. Which, it, 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 but I mean, you can't really argue against anything, I suppose. Um, anyone have any moments they want to shout out in this movie or anything like that? Especially as it's your two favorite one, Nick. Any? C three PO getting torn up. That was pretty satisfying. <laughs> satisfying. Oh my god! I the also for me the image of like fifty stormtroopers like jammed into this small room, being like, <laughs> "We got him, guys! <laughs> Shut up, stay quiet!" Like you know, it's like a surprise party gone wrong. Like with just these stormtroopers and like Darth Vader's like crammed into the middle of them, just being like, <laughs> "I will choke the next person that farts." <laughs> <laughs> which he probably did because he force chokes everyone, everyone in this damn movie what you did a good job uh, force choke yeah okay moving on Empire's great everyone should watch it you probably watched it if you're listening to this let's give some Battlefront 2 opinions thoughts stuff like that we're just talking about the campaign here we're not talking about the multiplayer and stuff like that and if you're listening to this and you don't listen to any of our other podcasts for some reason you should go over and listen to platinum explosion this week where we uh talked about the whole game for probably nearly half an hour good news but, i fit all on into my schedule if you listen to that <laughs> um but if you're only listening to this and you want and you're maybe you're not a huge gamer uh, maybe you're just a bit of a star wars fan you play a game you play the battlefront games maybe the back in the day but you're not a huge gamer is and you're wondering if you should pick up this game just to play for the story aspect nick you're the only person here who has finished the campaign if someone is a huge star wars fan but not a big gamer 
is it worth picking up Battlefront 2 for the story aspect? Yes, but get it on sale. Don't buy it full price. That's better than a no, I guess. No, I say buy well, it full price. Well, as Didn't me, you? like you, a huge Star Wars fan, you can't not consume it. Yeah, that's true. So um, do it logically and buy it on sale. No, don't do it logically. Don't. <laughs> Why should they... They should just buy it now. Rush out, buy it now to play for the story. Just buy it now. Do you want more Star Wars content? Do you want more Star Wars Because there's such a shortage of that. <laughs> no, but they could... Like, this is the first time... Like, last year they did it without a campaign. If they go through the effort of putting in a campaign and people don't buy the game this year, then, you know, it's not... What They're kind making of, Star Wars games regardless. No, but like this it's is still, not going to affect anything. You still have to do something. Like they've put, you can tell by the character they chose and the story they've told. They've put some effort into this campaign. It might not be the best campaign, but you gotta like you can't complain one year about there not being a campaign, and then the next year when they put a campaign in, go, nah, I'm gonna wait for it to be on sale. It's like I didn't complain though. No, but there were if like if like as a Star Wars community, like as a community, the like the world complained. It was like we want a Star Wars campaign. They give you one. Don't wait until it's on sale. Go support a game you actually want to play. Like give them a reason to definitely make to put more effort into their Star Wars games. They could continue to not to make this a gaming podcast, but they could continue to slap a skin on Battlefield and people will buy it because it's a Star Wars game. I think it would have been better effort to make the multiplayer better and then keep single-player Star Wars games as single-player Star Wars games. But the community would have been outraged. The community's outraged regardless. Not really. It's true. Yeah. Uh, no, On I the, think the, there's there's not been as much outrage about the single-player campaign. I think it's all multiplayer, the main outrage. I think if you're, if you're not a, a huge gamer or something like that and you're just looking at this from purely the single player aspect i don't think you need to rush out and buy this most of the the story story aspects that i can see coming up um that i've experienced so far are things that you have either experienced in the movies or if you're up to date on all your extended universe books there's stuff you've already experienced by reading the books or the comics and you're just having another character go for these motions if experiencing those events that you've already read about or stuff like that from an actual actually playing them sounds like fun then sure go pick it up however it is approaching christmas time ask santa for it i guess i don't think you need to rush out to play it tomorrow it's not like it's not the most exciting star wars single player story that you need to to be up to date now if you're like dylan i want to read some canon star wars stuff or i want to play the star wars battlefront story what canon material should i be divulging into my body leading up to the last jedi at the moment i would say go read any of the 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 journey to the last jedi books that are out at the moment you got the phasma one you got the leia one if you want to take in material you should be reading those over playing this game because those books are going to give you way better stories than this game's giving you so but if you've read all those you play something yeah so it's up to you all right Last thing I want to talk about is we did, um, there was a Last Jedi spot that dropped and I usually don't really, I wouldn't usually talk about old Last Jedi spots because most of the time TV spots are just a mixture of material we've already seen trailers, maybe like one random new shot or something like that. And they're not usually that interesting. This was like a 44 second TV spot and there is actually enough in it to be worth talking about, obviously, because I want to talk about it. Um, it opens with shots of Luke's Island on the island and you see you, we hear him say you've seen this place and then you hear Ray, Ray respond only in dreams which I suppose is a call back to her vision that she got in The Force Awakens where she does see the like Luke putting his arm on R2 and stuff like that and the Knights of Ren being there so she has te- technically seen this place because that's all the, that's all on there so that's she's correct and I that's the, it just reminded me because sometimes i forget stuff about last jedi that i'm excited about and i'm like oh fuck i hope we do get more of those visions and i hope yeah i hope that her her visions become a big part of her character like that's one of her traits like she's just very strong in like uh precognition or something along those lines because that is different jedi can have abilities like that um 
So I think that's probably where they're going to lead in that direction, where that is going to become something that she's strong in, I guess. How, how, just um, as a quick question, how is Leia not as Force-sensitive as Luke? She never trains. She never trains? Is that the issue? It's just she never trains? No, it's a well, twin she, situation where Luke got all the good genes and Leia just got all the, uh, well, the hammer genes. Well, can't they just go to, like, just genes or something and get a decent pair of genes? It's not too hard. They have, like... She is... There's a cool There's a cool moment in the Shattered Empire comic that I quite like a lot where she, she walks into Naboo's palace and then she starts, like, feeling stuff and then it shows, like, flickers of mole and her mom and stuff then like so she is strong enough in the force however you you can be force sensitive no matter how force sensitive you are you're only ever going to experience little moments like that unless you put it to training like if they never took anakin off the planet maybe the best he ever did was just be able to race pod braces really well like he never would have suddenly got all his abilities without the the training but so, what he was doing wasn't pod racing oh my god do you reckon the metachlorians put money on anakin to win Nope, because they're, they're, that's they're not. They're not. not they're not. They're not a race at all. They're not a race of people. <laughs> it's it's blood cells. They're a race of uh, biological little bacteria. Um. So could could Leia have been as strong as Luke? Maybe, but we'll never know because she never did the training. And I don't. Um. I think they say in one of the books like she never wanted to, but I think it was maybe in Bloodline they mentioned a line about it where Luke was like, "I might. Do you want to train?" And she was like, "No, nah, I'm good. Like I just want to stick to my politics and." That's what that's what I I want to do. That's like me. It's like, do you want to train and go? No, I want to stick to eating junk food and not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer cars. Uh, there's a there's another line in the trailer where Luke uh, we hear Luke say, "Who are you?" and he's like, um, in one of the shots, which is because of course it's the audience is also wondering the same question. So it's a nice little sh- moment because straight after that it cuts to the Lucasfilm logo. Fun fact, that confirms that Luke is a fan of The Who. You've just got the fucking worst jokes today. It is unbearable. I'm overtired. <laughs> uh, we, we, and in a follow-up to that shot we see in the normal trailer where Luke's behind Ray and she's kind of meditating on that rock and stuff like that, we also get, a, get to hear Luke, Luke ask what does she see and Ray responds with light, and then we see a shot of Leia on crate, and then we she says, and then darkness, and it cuts to a shot of Luke crawling out of the wreckage of the temple, which I found interesting because it doesn't cut from a shot of Leia to a shot of Kylo or something as the dark side. And I'm like, oh, does that is that implying maybe Luke, th- th- maybe the Jedi Temple? We're always assuming the Jedi Temple goes down because it's Kylo just comes in, but maybe Luke does something wrong to to for that to, to happen maybe I don't know so um Ky- then it, we get a shot of Ray saying to Luke Kylo fa- failed you I won't which means that they're going to talk about Kylo she at some stage she must find out that he trained Kylo because that's not information she has at the end of The Force Awakens or anything like that that's that's something she need to f- figure out I guess um and then the biggest shot I think of the whole thing is in the normal trailer we've always had that shot of Ray lighting up her saber but we've never seen where it is it like looks it looks in the same scene where Kylo's handing putting out her his hand to her and stuff like that but it looks like it could be in the same area there's also that shot of where Luke's lying on the ground saying it's not going to go to where you think it is or whatever this all looks like it's in the same area in this trailer we get a shot from behind Ray as she's climbing out of a pool of water and Luke's standing there facing her and then after that it cuts the shot of her lighting up her saber as if she's lighting up the saber facing towards Luke which I still find interesting because they did this with Rogue One where they kept ending Rogue One on those shots of Jin um where it's like what will you become and then oh she's in the like in the tie fighter yeah. uniform and stuff like that and they kept trying to imply that maybe Jin would go bad or um turn to the other side so i think they're doing the exact same type of teasing with these last jedi trailers a lot lately where they're ending it on, on shots of ray lighting up the saber towards someone we don't know and how much the last jedi like rogue one how much of the how many of these shots do you reckon we're not going to see in the actual movie a lot of a them. lot of them yeah yeah i think that's they the... also yep. to be fair it wasn't just rogue one Rogue One they did reshoots and they changed the story at some point that is like a known fact 
that happened that's but I'm not I can't complain about it because as far as I'm concerned Rogue One's a great movie I already said it's top three Star Wars movies to me so I can't complain about reshoots sometimes reshoots work out for the better and most Marvel movies go through reshoots no one complains because people just complain when DC movies go through reshoots because <laughs> it's like the internet just likes to pick and choose Mustaches. what they like to complain about um the force awakens also had a heap of shots missing but the film never went through as far as we knew at the time we no one ever heard about the force awakens going through reshoots so when the tra- the movie came out and a lot of the shots in the trailers weren't actually in the movie no one ever complained about it one of the best shots from the star wars trailer the force awakens and it's on the front cover of the art book never made it into the movie and it is that shot from the original teaser where the camera's behind Kylo, he stumbles forward, and then he puts his hand out and lights up his, his yeah. saber. And that, that shot was shot. never in the movie. It is so, it's such a fucking fantastic shot that was never used. It's on the front cover of the Force Awakens art book. It's, it's fantastic. However, it was never in it. So they just, they did that. And I appreciate it. And I think a lot more movies, I've, Marvel movies have been doing the same thing too, where they shoot a whole bunch of cool stuff and they're purposely picking to use different shots in trailers. And the thing people complain a lot about these days is, oh, trailers spoil the whole movie or you see everything and stuff like that. You're not if the shots in the trailers aren't the shots you're going to get in the movie, Mm. which I appreciate. Even if it's in the same scene and you get an idea of the scene, but you're not getting the exact same line of dialogue. Like Even in Rogue One, the scene where Jin's there and she's like, first talking to Mon Mothma all that dialogue is completely different from the trailer than what we actually got in the movie so even though I'd seen the scene in the trailer I was experiencing something new which I quite appreciated alright that is your last Jedi roundup news to end to this week's episode of Alderaan Explosion we will be back next week to talk about Return of the Jedi and if we're talking about Return of the Jedi that's exciting because that is the last movie of the original trilogy which means a week after that we'll be talking about The Force Awakens and that means a week after that Last Jedi's out it is currently the 20th of November as we're recording this we're getting very close to Last Jedi and I'm getting more and more so, excited um, as we head in the, we're doing a like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning podcast right that's a thing we're doing I, right I, I, I fully hope to at least try to do something. We'll do that, right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll go, I booked I'll my tickets for the midnight screening today. <laughs> like I booked today. So. Everyone should have their tickets. All right, Karen, where can people follow you? People can follow me at your boy Ringo on Twitter. Or if you like watching video, uh, somebody who's average at games, play video games, check it out. Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. Good job. Nick, you can follow me at the uh, Imperial PR department at don't at explosionnetwork.com. Jesus Christ. You can follow me on Twitter, VivaLadil, V I V A L A D I L. You can follow the show on Twitter at explosionpod. You can head to explosionnetwork.com where you can find the rest of the podcast episodes for this and the other shows we've mentioned. And by other shows, I mean we only mentioned Platinum Explosion, but there are other shows. To, to watch and talk about and videos and you can find like reactions to last jedi trailers and stuff like that movie reviews all sorts of greatness and you should make sure you rate this show subscribe and actually share this one with your friends then make sure you go to our twitter and our facebook because currently there is a competition running where you can win a copy of uh i fuck a mental blank on the, the for things thing because we've done a lot of whole bunch of talking but you can win a star wars book something about a view or something like that from a certain point of view thank you very much God damn it. For helping me along in there. You can win a copy of, from a certain point of view. All you have to do is share the post, like the post, that sort of shenanigans. Nothing nothing too too demanding of you. There's no need for essays to be written or anything crazy like that. And you get to look at Liam Neeson's silhouette. You need to you get to look at Liam Neeson's silhouette, because spoiler, Liam Neeson's character Qui-Gon Jinn turns up in that book, and the book's set during the period of New Hope. How does that happen? Don't know, you can win it and then you can find out, you can read. It's great. Because you're just like Ben Kenobi, you. you're an idiot. Thank you for joining me, everyone. <laughs> May the force be with you. And also with you. I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, fucking God. You don't You don't just spam in response like, ta- like sayings. And- Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Cruzy Mate here with all you need to know about November here at the Explosion Network. 
Firstly, we would like to extend a big thank you to everyone who donated to our Extra Life campaign to help the big, beautiful kids. You can check out all our challenge videos going up on YouTube over the month of November. While you're over there, check out all our PAX coverage, the Explosion Network's first convention. We have a bunch of videos going up on all the games we played over at bit.ly slash Explosion Network. Also, our Best of 2017 awards start in late November, so get pumped for that with more information to come soon. And don't forget, Older on Explosion continues every Friday at 12pm if you want your weekly dose of Star Wars hype leading up to The Last Jedi. And you know, all our weekly shows will continue. Pleasure on Mondays, Platt on Tuesdays, and Grandstand Gurus goes live on Thursdays, all at 12pm. And finally, we will be returning to full form over on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network with all our weekly streams. So keep your targets locked on ExplosionNetwork.com for all of the explosive content.